Welcome to Raw and Radiant, the podcast that ignites your spirit and empowers your soul. Are you ready to embark on a transformative journey? Here we give other women permission to embrace their truth, to find the courage to choose themselves first, because guess what? You are not alone. Join us in this massive journey of empowerment and courage. Together we'll illuminate your inner spark, empowering you to embrace the radiant light within and show you how magical you are. It's time to unleash your potential and make a difference in this world. Are you ready to step into the raw and radiant version of you? Hello and welcome back to Raw and Radiant. I am here with a connection that I just formed from my dear friend, my soul sister, Jessica Bergio, listening to her podcast, Unscripted, a few weeks ago. She had on Matt Gottesman and the profound message that he had shared in Jessica's um, podcast, Unscripted was profound and deeply inspiring for me to have him and invite him onto my show. And I always say, like, when I have sweaty pits, like, that is when the excitement happens, the nerves happen. And that's when I know I get to fully lean into the sweaty pit moment. So this is definitely a sweaty pit moment. And one of the, I just want to share this with you, Matt, this message that I sent to Jessica after listening to the podcast for the second time is, this man is attractive beyond belief without ever seeing him. His passion, his wisdom, his perspective lights me the fuck up. It's a genuine gift to witness a man tapping into his innate soul's mission. So thank you, Jessica, for having him on your podcast. And thank you, Matt, for sharing your wisdom. And thank you for being here. I am so deeply honored. Oh, thank you. That was that was amazing. That's a, a hell of an intro. <laughs> and I'm, I'm also I'm very honored to be here. And you know, to, to dive into, I know already we started a little bit before the show, some of the conversations we'll have. So I'm, yeah. I'm excited. Thank you. Yeah. So Matt is the host of the Niches You podcast, and he has so many messages that we could go down different tangents and different rabbit holes and probably be here for hours. But you know what? I have one direction I would like us to at least start on. And it's creating and witnessing men and women having these relationships that are in harmony and that are in balance because I shared a little bit of my story with you that I was in a 12 and a half year very emotionally abusive relationship but that is part of my whole journey and my journey of my first half of my life my mother was a narcissist I have partners that have been narcissists but this last one really entrapped me into this box of 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 safety, this box of not showing my soul's purpose. And now that I have been out of this relationship for almost two years now, going through this awakening, going through this dark night of the soul and really showing up for myself, choosing me and vowing uh, to myself to never abandon myself, I really had written off like I'm never going to be in another relationship with a man again. Like there is just too much shit. I don't want to go through that. But you're podcast and your mission and your shares that you brought forth into unscripted 
really gave me clarity that there are men out there that have done the work, that are doing the work to be in this balance and harmony of this male-female role. So would you love, I would love to have you go down that avenue of the spirituality and working on you so that you can show up as a better human for everyone. Absolutely. And, oh, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot there. And, and thank you also for sharing all of that. I always like to say that, look, we, men and women, we, we need each other. We need each other way more than I think we're, we're giving the, the attention and, and credit to us. But I, I get it. Like, I understand, I do also understand how we got here. <laughs> if you if you look at generations and historical con, I get it, but, uh, we have to get back to our individual selves and then we have to co-create like that's, we have to, we have to help each other in a lot of different ways that we bring, you know, to each other. So spiritually for me, that was very, I'm laughing when I think about it because the household that came from my parents were very opposite type people, but they really leaned on each other for a lot of things. And so when I think about the contract that I made before I came into, you know, or picking these parents, it's very interesting to me because my father, you know, entrepreneur, businessman, a lawyer, very, very integrous. Everything was about integrity and taking care of the people and doing the right thing and following through and being your word. Even if he messed up, because we all, all do, we make mistakes and he did, you know, but he was always about like bettering himself. Mm-hmm. He was very integrity driven. My mother was very naturopathic, holistic, you know, search for truth and embodiment and, you know, whether it was, you know, uh, acupuncture to Joe Ray, to Reiki, to Buddhism, to Judaism, which is, you know, what we're, uh, we're of the Jewish culture, to Christianity, to like, I mean, to shamans. I mean, she, I, she, I, she was just constantly, she was constantly interested in the, in the inner self and in, in the soul really. Right. And she almost was rooted in, in some cultural things, but also just always wanting to explore the depths. And then also what goes in our, she, you know, she's like, you think I'm crazy now, but like 30 some years from now, you'll see, you will all see. And I'm like, I tell her now, I'm like, wow, we're living in the age of what you had predicted like 35 years ago about eating naturally and whole foods and, and all this stuff that we eat. She speaks my language. I love her already. Oh, yeah. it, wow. You, you saved us, saved us mm-hmm. so early on. She knew what she was talking about, even if it wasn't so popular. And that was something that I learned very early from her. You know, it's not about doing what's popular. It's about doing what feels right for you. Right. And so I'm very fortunate that I had that around me. So if I, if I ran into issues as a child, you know, she'd be like, here, read this. <laughs> You're like the Dalai Lama or some famous rabbi or something like that. I'm like, okay. You know, <laughs> and I'm like, that's all right. I'll read this and see what happens. And, and I respect her for that immensely. But it wasn't until, you know, later on that I ran into probably about 12 years ago, just a lot of life changes really hit me hard. You know, when you're hit by, obviously, no, by so many things all at once. Mm -hmm. And that's not by accident. When a lot of things are happening, we have to take a pause. We have to take a step back. I don't believe in coincidences, but I I do believe Mm -hmm. in sometimes it's signs, sometimes it's the billboard. (laughs) Sometimes the billboard is very big and it's like, listen, I'm talking to you. And so I felt, you know, very, I, I crashed hard in, in the sense that nothing felt like it was working. 
And even though I had done all the things that I thought I was supposed to be doing. And so I felt separated from my soul. I felt like, you know, so I, I went to my parents, rabbi, and, and I said, listen, you know, I think I'm in trouble. <laughs> he was like, what do you, what do you mean? And I said, my soul hurts. Like I hurt, but at a soul level, and I'm not sure why it's like, are you listening to it? I'm like, I think you need to have a deeper relationship with it because I'm missing something. I'm like, I don't even know how I got here. I thought I was making a lot of right choices. I can see where I made some wrong choices, but I mean, how did these things happen to me? You know, all these things that were coming up and, and he was very gracious and very kind. And he's like, listen, the journey, he's like, forget what you know about religion. He's like, it's really about the journey of yourself. Like, are you, what is your character? Where like, where, what are you made up of? You know, what is like, can you slow down to listen to what that voice inside is telling you? Can you have a relationship with yourself and the way you would with the world, basically, you know, what does that look like? And then he referred me to other rabbis and spiritual mentors and things like that. And Phoenix, Arizona, Scottsdale, Arizona. And I mean, he's outside of that also another, you know, modalities and other things along, you know, the last 10 years. And and it was very interesting and it always all led me back to God for me. And I know that there's a lot of different ways people connect with its creator source, all that, you know, and I just, I had found that as I continued kind of on this new climb, because like my life changed into 2014 and I kind of went through a rebuild of me and I wanted to have a, a deeper relationship with myself. And in that, I, you know, along the way things happen and we keep thinking things happen to us. And, you know, and I know that there's that famous expression that is happening for us. And look, life is this beautiful mirror. And if you see something you don't like, if you have this relationship with your soul, with yourself, if you can learn the, the pause, the art of the pause, what is this? Mm -hmm. I didn't ask for this, but maybe I did. I don't know. Let me observe it. And I think we've gotten so good as a society of not observing what's right in front of us and just automatically saying, well, that's just the way things are he is that's the way she is that's the way women are that's the way men are that's the way work is that's the way business is mm -hmm. no well why are some people having amazing experiences but others are maybe not and you know and all of us go through shit we all go through stuff and so yeah so i i just i kept going deeper and i had a couple of really profound moments with my father before he passed um, my father was like a, a, a mentor and best friend in a lot of ways because he really believed in me um, and supported me in ways when I truly thought I was like, I didn't think I was crazy, but like, you know, when you're like, no, like I, I, this seems right. This path seems right. That, so from the male perspective, I had a strong man figure who taught me to critically think and make decisions no matter what way the decision went, decision went, but to, you know, learn to make decisions, but he taught me what support it in that aspect was like which was really great because you know when the world may think you're crazy for the decisions mm -hmm, you're making mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's a lonely place that's a yeah, lonely, lonely place you know so yeah. so i'm grateful for that aspect from him and then you know so there there was a couple of moments and i remember something that happened for me he was the first time he was in the hospital we were having a a discussion and uh i had a bigger account on instagram i it was the first time i was writing publicly and just like a couple of years in Nobody knew I was a writer. I was always involved in like business and digital and digital marketing, like all the stuff with these crazy cool brands and all the stuff. But I was a writer for like many, many years privately. 
And I remember sitting in the hospital and I'm looking at him and I'm, I'm, I'm worried. And he's like, shoot, you look worried. I'm like, they say you could die, you know? And he's like, oh, I'm not going to die yet. You know, I'm like, they're not so sure. And he's like, no, I can feel like in my soul, like I'm not ready to go yet. And, and he's like, why are you, you know, why are you so worried? And I said, I, I was, I was rebuilding my life from scratch, like literally from nothing. I was rebuilding it from nothing, nothing, because everything that I had prior to the two years before that all went away, you know, marriage, jobs that I had, like the businesses, like everything, everything, you know, whole, <laughs> like, I mean, it was like, I was really starting from scratch. And I remember I looked at him and I said, selfishly, I can't let you see me like this. I can't let you die with me where I'm at. This really changed my perspective. And it was really good to hear another man say this, but it was my father. And he said, I think you have the wrong idea, the wrong perspective. And I said, I don't follow. And he was like, it's because you're not a father. And it hits me. It hits me every time I like, I think about it, but he said, as a man, you know, and a father, you will, and I hope that you understand this one day. And he said that it's not your end success I'm concerned with. It has nothing to do with your end success. It's like as a parent and as a father, you hope that you raise your child well enough that when they take the hits, they know how to get back up. He's like, I saw you take massive hits mm -hmm. and you didn't lie down. And there's a lot of people in life that would have lied down. Like they would have just stayed down like for life. Mm -hmm. And she got up and you dusted yourself off. And, you know, he said like, I'd rather see my son yet and dust himself off because I know that even if I wasn't here, he'd be fine. He would make it. So I already know your outcome. Even if I don't fully know your outcome, I know your outcome. Mm -hmm. and, and he's like, so that, you know, it's not, I don't, I don't care about what success looks like to you. I don't care about an identity. I don't care about any of that stuff. I care that, you know, did I do a good job and did you get up basically? Mm -hmm. And so that, that really, you know, that, that hit me hard, that, that hit me very hard. And then a few years later in 2019, he did pass and, but from something else, uh, a complication in the hospital, you know how that goes, but you know, it was his time. Spiritually, it was his time. And, and there's, so from a spiritual, I guess I'll, there's so much I could go into on the spiritual right, side, but like right. what, what, what happened ultimately is in the Jewish culture, there's a thing that it was very, it's very mystical in a lot of ways. When a parent dies as a man, you, so for context for listeners who are in the Jewish culture, women are actually considered very high and very evolved spiritually. All women in general, the concept of woman is very high, very evolved. You have a natural intuition that you were born with. You have a natural knowing. Your your crown and your third eye, like you are open. You can hear God. Like you are it. You're all it. You're all born with it. You all have it. Like you guys are so mystical, magical, like, you know, beings. And so for men, there's certain things that we we have to do <laughs> to catch up spiritually. It's got it's got I mean if I was not to like downplay but you know to simplify right yeah and so you go you go to you go to synagogue several days a week for 11 months because they say that when a person is living their relationship is a is work when they are asked on it's twice the work you want to mm -hmm. keep the connection because they're always communicating with you they're always guiding you they're always with you mm -hmm. and you have to be able to learn to feel 
And so I'll wrap this portion up with something that I had learned. There was a book that I was reading several years back and I reference it often. And I, and I, I've told fellas this several times, and this will kind of round, like maybe spark to the next, you know, conversation piece. But I was talking to these two guys and one of them had his wife there. And I was talking about this situation where I said, listen, one of the things I learned, and there's this book called in the garden of peace, the garden of peace for men. And in this book, it was talking about that when man is disconnected from his heart or from God, God will work through a woman. And it's because they're so open, they're so knowing. Mm-hmm. And I was explaining this to these men, and the wife of one of these guys was was you know was looking on like this would be interesting, you know. And I said, <laughs> I said, guys, I'm like, when she speaks. So, well, first of all, I said that in the book it talks about when the woman is talking, it's not to speak back, it's not to react, or, or it's to listen. They're like, yeah, of course, I'm like, nah, it's to feel. And the goal is when a woman speaks, a man takes a step back and says, I'm listening. And it's to take a reflection, something outside of my home. Am I missing something? Is there an angle, something I'm missing or something inside of my home that I'm missing? It's meant to take a pause. It's meant to take a reflection of yourself. I was like, fellas, these women are our allies. They are helping us. They are like it, it, the defensive mode is simply because you may not be clear on something. There's an angle. There's something missing. Now, obviously, you know, we're hopefully dealing with also, you know, a great one of you guys on the other side. <laughs> but you, you get you get the point. The point is that I said that when they speak, when you take a pause and reflection, you come back like a day later, you might even realize it was never even about the words that they were using. It was the feelings they were having and they were just being discussed through words. The words were not meant to be taken literally. Mm-hmm. And the woman looked at me and she's like, you are a hundred percent. In this case for her, she was like, you're a hundred percent right. Yeah. I said, guys, like you will come back and be like, I was thinking about it. I was noticing this, 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 and this going on in the whole world, this going on in my life. And this is something I wanted to to talk about. And she'll be like, yes, even though that wasn't even the words that she used. And they're like, I think I had to like, that's confusing. Like that's feeling, that's listening. That's how we get further into our intuition. I'm like, I had to learn that too along the way. So it was really good. Yeah. Thank you for that. Like there's so many, so many things that <laughs> came through. Like you talk about your soul and the disconnection from your soul and before we popped on this call, I had told you a little bit on this podcast about I had witnessed my soul trapped behind these iron bars. And I refer to this all the time because it is so vivid in my mind. My soul, literally, my light was trapped behind these iron bars, holding onto these iron bars in this in this concrete cave type area. And that's when I was in this relationship that was not serving me. And I'm like, I can't live like this anymore. I can't do this anymore. I am meant for so much more. I have full body goosebumps right now. I'm meant for so much more. And I'm feeling this entrapment, but this entrapment kept me safe. And it was like really having that discerning of like, I get to choose me and I'm no longer going to abandon myself because my soul came here for a purpose. So I love how you brought forth that separation from the soul because we we are all here for a reason. We're all here to show up in such a bigger and brighter way. It's our society that keeps us in this little confined box of like how men should show up in a relationship, which is all bullshit, right? Like men are programmed to have this, like you do this, you do this, you do this, and you have no feelings. 
don't cry, don't show your feelings, don't show up. And then now you're talking about, yes, men show up in this book, The Garden of Peace, like, yes, show up because the women and even still so Matt, like women were so closed off from our intuition, from listening to our knowing. And because we're in also that pre-program societal box, right, of of that of our knowing and listening to our intuition and and knowing like this doesn't feel right and being okay with listening to that knowing and and go it's not my brain can I take the pause can I shut down for a moment or 10 and listen to what is happening within my body so that I can show up fully in my greatest power and my greatest strength so that we can have this co-creation we can have this community together and like I really love the fact that you bring forth that the feelings like let's talk about the men's feelings let's talk about like there I I know within that podcast that you talked about with Jess the honesty honesty equals vulnerability and that equals the love like that was so mind-blowing to me yeah that is love you know I, I, it's it's interesting I so dealing so men dealing with their feelings is a very important thing because you cannot suppress the realest thing you could do was lean in and be like, I got to understand this. I got to understand me. That's real. That's that's love. That's honesty. And and leaning in is a courageous act, right? Like that is like saying like, uh, now uh, I'm not saying lead by feelings. We all need to, we all need emotional regulation. We all need to understand what's going on internally. So, and I think that, you know, society went and did a few funny things and started saying like, yes, let the emotions run loose. So like, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I was like, at all. In fact, no, <laughs> that men need to have this relationship with themselves instead of suppressing and, um, you know, not dealing with it and sweeping under the rug. You know, there was a, I'll, I'll keep out any party's names because it was a very, it was a good, it was, it was, this was a an, very good individual. You know, he's, he's an, an elderly man. He's in his eighties a very influential figure. And we're having this conversation. I was, I'll even leave out the location where we're having this, this conversation. And he's talking about, ah, you know, and I'm 44 and he's like, oh, you know, this generation, you know, and the, the, everything being lost and, you know, and lack of, you know, and some of the things with the follow through and, you know, then he's talking about like relationships and all this other stuff. And I said, listen, oh, and he was talking about like values and, and principles and some traditions. I said, listen, I completely understand. This is, no, this is, this is an important part too. The first part is, we have to, like, you can listen to somebody else and disagree. And I think that's also what's sometimes missing. But I, I said to them, I said, listen, I, I understand what you're saying. Like, I think there's some amazing things and values, values and goals and we should have them. And yes, there's a little bit of chaos going on right now. Absolutely. I was like, however, we would have to look throughout history, wouldn't we, to kind of see how we got here. And it's funny, the person who introduced us is 26 who thought like we should meet. And he's like, oh shit, here we go. Like he's really, <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna do this. And, and I, and it, this, I want of one, it's important to respect our elders. It's, it's it, it, whether you agree or disagree with them. And, and I run up to him and I said, listen, the issue I have is what your generation did. And he said, okay. And he was very, he was like, I'd like to hear this. And I said, your generation, well, I, I first started talking about feelings and I said, your generation sometimes was taught a lot of times, suppress the feelings, hide what's going on, hide what you're really feeling as men. Like, and I get it. I get it. I mean, you had the Great Depression. You had, you know, World War II. You had, well, like his parents' generation was like, you had Great Depression, you had World War II. You had Vietnam or the Korean War. Like you, like your guys are in the industrial age. I get it. 
I get it. I've studied it. I get it. Yeah. And there's a lot of hardship that you didn't talk about. Now you have a great, I told this man, I was like, you have a great relationship with your wife and that's great. There were a lot of men from your generation that because they didn't talk about what was happening with themselves, bucking up to me, sir, is it like, I'll sweep it under the rug and not deal with it. Buck up, bucking up is like, I'm going to deal with this. I want to deal with this. And you know what? That's my wife with me. I want to deal with it with my wife. Like, hey, listen, just to let you know, here's what I'm going through. Here's what what's happening right now. I am also, but I also learned like women like the safety of knowing that we're not only, not only are we expressing ourselves, but also that like we're thinking too about like, here's what I'm thinking about what I'm wanting to try. Like, you know, that we're also, I think they sometimes like the fact that we have a plan, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, or, or at least be thinking about it. And so I, I, and I get that it's like, we want to be able to voice like, Hey, listen, here's what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, here's, here's what's happening. And I want to share that with you. So you don't feel like you have to assume anything about me. The issue is that when the men were hiding what they were thinking and feeling, women felt left out, I feel. And I could be wrong. I feel like women were left out of the conversation with them and sort of like, hey, well, what's going on? Or why are you behaving like this? Or I don't know anything. That doesn't form trust at all. Mm-hmm. Anything that that pushes and creates more resistance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because when I was talking about how like men today and leaning in, what happened is because he's like, oh, what do I know about that mushy feelings? I'm like, yeah, see that right there. Yeah. I was like, is that mother so you tell me like leaning in this mushy? And he's like, well, you know, and I said, listen, you have an amazing relationship with your wife. God bless. You've been married 50, 60 years. God mm-hmm. bless. Mm-hmm. I was like, but there were a lot of men from previous generations where it's because they just weren't talked about. I'm like, listen, they had, and I, and I respect it. They had a lot of hard jobs, hard routes, hard things. Totally understandable. Yeah. But some, the realest thing we could do was lean in and actually be able to have yeah. a conversation. Then the dynamic also switched because after. <laughs> I get in trouble for this, <laughs> like you know. But like, once trust was gone, I get women had to really fend for themselves in a lot of ways. And we saw a rise in divorce and kind of like, listen, like this isn't this isn't a life. This isn't you know, it, you know, you you it's you need the team dynamic, and it wasn't yeah. there. I think that women went through a lot because of that, mm-hmm. and then that caused a whole other like you know when they would tell Donna like when I I I remember one gal told me how her mother said you know hey well you don't need a man you don't need anybody have your own bank accounts have this have and I and I get I totally and I and I get it I get where it comes from Mm -hmm. an alternative an alternative an alternative could have been listen daughter I chose this way and I ran into these things in the marriage that weren't working if I could give you advice about what would ideally be something that would work needs that i didn't necessarily have met that i think are important one figure out your needs daughter two figure out what are your values three is communication there is you know how do you work through things like teach what you didn't have don't right. give don't give more of what you didn't have by separating and right don't teach from the wounding yeah don't teach from the wounding exactly yeah, yeah. it's like because here's the thing you i i told this one woman on one of her podcasts i said I guess I was interviewed on. I'm like, you were right all along. What you know, what you do intuitively, what women know, they know. Like I said that on Mark Rose's podcast too. Like women just know. You guys have a knowing. Don't go and behave like us, of or at least the men that that like you know that caused some of the the things, or whatever. You be you. Like women be powerful in the knowing, and yes, the and the grace and the respect. And if that's not being brought in your world. Go create that world somewhere else to show like how we have to be in that versus, you know, competing with already a, a, 
a way about like the way men were already behaving, which, you know, not all, of course, not all, because we can't say all in any, in any category. Right, right, right. But, so, yeah. So I think it, so there were so many dynamics in the last like 80 years that have really kind of <laughs> brought what's happened now. But when you, when I think about the, the, the keen intuition of the you know, and I had to learn a lot from very smart women and to, to, to understand that more, even my own clarity. Yeah. And, I I want to get into that in a second, but I want to just bring yeah. forth to the fact that my dad was definitely the generation of sweep everything under the red rug. Dad, how are you feeling? Fine. You well, know, he he passed away at 2018 and witnessing in his eyes as he was nearing the end of his life, like this deep, profound regret, like not in it was my knowing. It wasn't that he verbalized that. It was just a knowing within me. And that's when I vowed to live my life with no regrets for the second half of my life I'm, I'm going to choose me and also like that receiving that same message from my mother of you don't need a man you don't need a man to take care of you 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 need to take care of yourself you need to stow away this money you need to have all this stuff and like it, it like created such disconnect in my mind and the lack of communication and the lack of ability within myself to express my feelings and to be okay with my feelings. Like, this is how this made me feel instead of going back to, hey, Matt, this is how I'm feeling. And then you re reflect back to me and I'm like, oh my God, I need to please you. This is how I need to show up now instead of who I truly am. Like that, that is that whole snowball effect of that, let's just say that generation. Yeah, I mean, could you, I mean, really, it's really, a, it's actually a simple conversation. Like, hey, what's going on? Yeah. What is going on? Listen, women are so smart. It, the way I look at it is when men are showing up, the beautiful part about team dynamic is like, yo, you're better than this. What's going on? Why would you do this? And it's, you can also have the discerning boundary of depending on where at the mistake is. And, you know, and if that really person isn't meant to be your life partner, then you'd be like, hey, you're better than this. You know, I'm choosing to leave, but you're better than this. Like, what, what is this? You know, or, 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 and you know that that person is your, your life partner, you know, and you still, you're getting their back. Like you're better than this, you know, what, what, why this, or why this tone or what's happening, you know, call it out. That's what, and, and I, I, so many times, so many times I reference this because it just seems to be so easy for people to understand. And because it was such a pop culture, but like, I always use Michael Jordan as a as a, an example. I grew up on basketball, and I was like, Michael Jordan won championships with Scottie Pippen. When you're in a team dynamic, and, and it, this seems to really resonate with people because they don't think about it as a relationship. It was all relationship. He didn't win championships without Scottie Pippen. But imagine when you are winning in a seven-game series, the seventh game, that means you're losing half the time, and you're having to point each other out like, hey, what's going on? Did you watch the tape? Why did you miss the shot? Is something going on? Do I need to take more shots? Do I need to support you more? Are you are you watching? What did you notice when you watched the tape? Yeah. Can you are you able to get better at that? Do you need some time? How much time do you need? Oh, so I'm going to pick up a little bit of the extra slack. Oh, wait, no, you've got this. Hey, I'm off now. Mm -hmm. So you have to communicate. <laughs> you can't win a championship without being like, what is going on? And right. what is and 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 then dealing with things and without judgment without judgment. And that's so key. Men, I'm going to tell you right now, men want to tell women everything. Where they don't is if they are feeling like potential, I mean, not maybe all men, but like, but 
I'd say most men, it's whether or not they like, they're not looking to be judged per se. Right. But if you're bringing in your intuition and knowing, go, go have at it. But if you're, you know, met, we've gotten to a place too, where it's like, cause again, in modern society, a lot has changed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I think men, a lot of times worry about being judged and it's like, and I, it wasn't until I actually learned from, you know, really strong women like that don't judge like, oh yeah, no, you know, I can totally understand that. I'm like, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. There's right. there's the conversation of like having the conversation, but yet there's also I I differentiate between dialogue and communication. Communication is just like listening to or not even listening. Like you're just tuning out. You're hearing the words blah 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 blah. And dialogue for me is you and I having this back and forth, vulnerable, honest conversation so that we can Hey, how are, you know, how are you feeling? Like yeah. what's happening within you? How can I show up and support you? And yet having it coming back to like, I am needing and I am desiring X, Y, Z. So it's that right there. And that's one of the many gifts of women. And I experienced that six years ago. Well, the first is now my friend, but one of my closest friends like, is like one of my best friends, but we did it six years ago for two years. And this is where, this is what changed me as a man. And it's a pivotal thing because I want women to understand that like it works <laughs> is that, um, and given the space, I get it. She's in the healing space and she's very intuitive. And so this is also partially what she does. So she can go into any person's basically energy and feel like, oh, I, I get like, even if you don't get what's going on, I get what's going on, which that was very helpful. And she asked, she's like, what do you feel it? And I gave some answer the way all of us men give answers, you know? And she's like, no, on what are you feeling? And I got defensive. Men, when we get defensive, I think sometimes it's, it's actually, it depends. Depends on the circumstance, right? But for me, I noticed it was, oh, I was lacking clarity. I didn't know that. But what happened was I was defensive because I thought I knew. No, I just told you how I felt. I told you how I feel, you know? She knew, she knew intuitively there's something else there. Figure it out. I took 24 hours, came back, and I said, you know, here's how I was feeling. It was a, a insecure moment on something that I think in business or something related. And she's like, thank you. I'm like, what? Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. It clicked. First of all, that fact that that was met with such grace and respect. Like, you know, man, we love respect, and it's like, but we have to also be respectful. <laughs> but that it was met with such grace and respect. But then what hit me harder was... I thought, like, where else am I not clear? And that really hit me because I've always prided myself on being honest and intentional, but am I clear? Mm. And and that the different meaning, the difference is, yeah, you could think you're being honest, but maybe you're not saying what you really think and feel. Maybe there's something like there's another layer there. Mm -hmm. And when I heard, like, so when I when that happened to me, I remember going like, shit, like I don't think I was actually as clear as I thought it relationships or just in, in previous endeavors and that really changed the, the the like the trajectory for me because i took some time even after we we broke up we just, we kept a very strong friendship and you know it was about a year and a half me not like marriage and children that's what i wanted like i got clear the point is i got clear on what i wanted no wonder why women are like what do you want they want to know what men want and you know what <laughs> men you should know what you want and women, you should know what you want too, by the way. And I think 
women have like gotten scared about talking about what you want. No, you want, if you don't want marriage, that's cool. You do want marriage. It's cool. Whatever you want, own it, own it. Like, yeah. dude, own it. And I, and I had to, like, I learned that. And so the clarity helped me really get into what I, I want. And it was about a year and a half. I was just like, I, I want, I want marriage. I want, I want a kingdom. I want to fill with a wife. I, and I want children. I think it's an honor to bring in two, three, whatever, however many souls, you know, I think it's an honor. Like, you know, and I got very clear and, and she, I'll never forget. She said, look, I know, you know what you want. You have to be in the game and play with God. You can't just sit on the sidelines knowing what you want. It's not how, it's not how it works. Life works. It's not how God works. Now that you know, now that you're so solidified it even more so, you know, we just, she also taught me, she knew very early on that we weren't life partners. She knew from an intuitive place. There's nothing wrong. Listen, you guys, men, women out there, like you can date, you can be in a very committed relationship playing for the same championship, but find out you're not life partners. Don't make a list of all the reasons why you don't like that person now, like to make it worse to break up. You could just be like, hey, I honor your soul. I honor who you are. Feel in my gut, you may not be my wife. You may not be my, you know, for a woman to say my husband or my partner, whatever the dynamic is, right? Yeah. You can say, you can say that and be like, I, like, I want to honor you. I want to respect you. And that, that taught me as well. So it taught me about like, she was very, she, she used her intuition and she taught me about clarity. And so when I went back out there and I was very like, this is what I want, it changed my whole dynamic. And I, I, I it was, it was interesting too, because I remember there was a, a woman that, you know, she kept asking me out to coffee. I was like, no, I like, I already, this energetically I already do, you know, I'll, I'll keep it very respectful. I was just energetically. I knew the finally I said, you know what, let, 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 let's go out. Let's, you know, let's do this. And we sat down and by accident turned to do a coaching session because, <laughs> uh, we, well, you know, and it was interesting. She said, you know, I said, oh, we, we have a mutual friend. And she said, yeah, you know, I noticed that I said, oh, how'd that go? You know, she's like, well, you know, I, we tried dating, but he's significantly younger than me. I was like, yeah, I didn't I know who he is, you know, good guy. I'm like, he's, you know, he's got many years until maturity, you know, I'm like, I know who he is, you know, she's like, yeah, he wasn't this, he wasn't that. I'm like, I totally get it. I'm like, he's a child. Not really. He's, you know, he's late twenties, whatever at the time. And <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know. Like he's, he's still growing, you know? I said, what do you want? And she was a scrabby a kid. Basically, like a, a man, just her king, whatever her king would be, right? Just good man and all these things. All this. And I said, that's amazing, a king. And she goes, yes, a king. I was like, what does he want? And silence. She was like, I never thought about that. I was like, so you want a king, but you don't know what a king wants. And she's like, no, I was like, but you want a king to know what you want. I was like, wait. She was like, well, yeah. <laughs> I was like, food for thought, something to think about, you know? And yeah. Yeah. And so, and then, and then she said, she's like, you know, I, I appreciate that. I said, listen, what are your needs? What are your values? What do you want? Do you want marriage? I was yeah. like, can I, can I tell you what a king wants? And she's like, yeah. I was like, I want to build a kingdom. I want to co create with the whites and, you know, or, you know, my life partner. I want, I want her. Like, that's, that's how I, I look at, it, you know, children. And she's like, oh, and I'm like, and that's okay if you don't want it. But don't play from a trauma place. If you did want it and somehow with some men you were with talked you out of it and that wasn't a good conversation to have. Like if you want it, great. If you don't want it, great. That's that's all about your individual knowing what your wants and your needs are. I was like, but you have to play from that place. Otherwise, we're all operating out of, you know, a lack of clarity and we're all very confusing to each other and we're all trying to fit in each other's boxes. I was like, I learned like. We're like the, the, the best thing you could be is be very direct, be very bold, be very honest, be very like kindly with grace and respect. I don't have to shout like, Hey, this is why I am. This is, this is 
what I want. This is what I'm looking for. This is, you know, what what my needs and, and yeah. values are and principles, you know? And I would love to hear yours. Like, I want to know what yours are. What are you playing for? Like, this is your life. What are you playing for? Right. You know? So, yeah. I mean, full permission slip right here, right now, ladies, to know what you want and to be vulnerable and honest to gift the man or the partner that full integrity and that full like clean slate of here's what I want and I'm okay with it. And if you can't gift it back to me, gift what I need and what I want, then it's okay. Perfectly okay. Like yeah, it's, okay. It's, it's so really okay. You know, you're golden. Like I know I get it. There's like all these different gurus online and I'm not a dating doctor. I'm not any of this other stuff. I, I played for the soul. And I, I get, I understand that, you know, some people say, oh, you should never say this on the first date. You should never say this. Listen, listen, time, who knows how much we all have. Right. But it's okay if you're really in tune with me. We're like, hey, this is what I'm I'm looking for. This is what I'm about. This is like, I'm not saying this, this, we're gonna, this is going to happen with us. I'm not saying this is going to happen right away. I just want you to know what I'm playing for, like what I'm about. I don't want you to be confused by me. I don't want you to, you know. To, to feel like I'm wasting your time. I don't like, I want to honor and respect your soul. Either we are going to move forward together or I have to respect your soul to help push you even closer to what you want by behaving like a man, like being a good human <laughs> to it. You, yeah. you know, and wow. see that's, yeah, like I don't want to waste your time. I, I want to respect you in any way possible. And I'm not saying it's, that's always easy. I get it. It's, nobody wants to hurt anybody's feelings and we and sometimes we need a, an extra moment or two to like how do i really feel in this moment is it fear or is it intuition there's that too i get it you know but yeah it's our it's our duty to to but though to understand ourselves then and take that moment and take that pause or but we have to we have to lean in yeah we have to leave in lean in and what you said also you have said we can't ask anything from anybody that we aren't willing to do for ourselves Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the integrity to do the work from a man's perspective. Let's talk about, I mean, it doesn't have to be the same for every man, but it's that willingness to do the work to keep showing up for your best self. Yeah. If I show up, I'm reliable. If I show up, I'm directional. If I show up, I'm consistent. You pretty much know what to expect from me. Now we're just seeing if whether or not you know, that we're, we're ready to have the dance at a, you know, a yeah. soul level. Right. But I think that the, the realest thing yet yeah, to do is if I keep working on myself and you keep working on yourself, I think it was, it was Esther Perel talked about in meeting in captivity. She was talking about how, when two individuals, you want individual autonomy, I need you to be whoever you are, whole, all in authentic you. I can't have any other version, but exactly who you are. I need that. Mm -hmm. And so if you're acting in your whole authentic self and I'm acting in my whole authentic self and we're constantly working on ourselves, like the betterment of ourselves, showing up 1% better every day and more and more every day, then when we make collective decisions, we're bringing our autonomous personal growth and development selves into it and, mm -hmm. and able to like look at each other with respect and yeah. share like, possible outcomes and play for, you know, the, the same vision. We're on the same team or we're not. You have to decide that or not, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think it's so, it's so vital. I, I did a post a while back 
last year that I said that, you know, the greatest gift a, a man can give a woman is the gift of herself. Meaning that men, if, if you actually do your own work and take like, and just grow yourself and work on your whole, like, you know, your, your direction, your clarity, your honesty, your, like, just all these things, a woman can surrender. And like that whole word got thrown around crazily about like giving up themselves I'm like no surrender is expansion mm -hmm. surrender means oh i can be completely myself in front of you and that they don't that women don't have to micromanage the guy and assume like what is he thinking he's not telling me anything he's not communicating he's not doing the work i have to do the work for him i have to help him with this i have to help him with that no now you can feel safe and you can expand and in the expansion, you have time to keep working on yourself, bettering yourself, bettering yourself. I need you clear and intuitive and wise. I need you in your knowing. Like, because that's the teammate, like, you want to play with. You're like, ooh, yeah. I can see that. Thank you for sharing that with me. Thank you for finding that. Like, that helped me, you know, versus, you know, that's support, right? We're here to support each other. And, you know, and so that was, it was in the post, you know, it did, it did really well. And we were like, thank you. And I was like, well, you know, listen, men, like, yeah. We, there, and there's, there's more of us ladies that are listening. There's more of us out there than you think. There's a lot of us that are actually really doing the work. I assure you, we are. Mm -hmm. Your knowing and your ability to show up in the way women are so good at showing up, just the gifts and talents that you guys have that, that you just naturally came in with that, that higher elevated, you know, in a lot of ways, use it to your advantage and use it to bring that light like into our world as well too like while we're we're in our own well like there's but if you're open there's like there's a lot of men who are working on themselves and i get it there's you know there's sometimes the argument of like it's not a lot of you I'm like listen there's more than you think but yes i get it because we see so much online and we see so much out there constantly happening that we're like oh. but mm -hmm. you gotta tell me that there's something better <laughs> and there is yeah. there really is yeah. i know there's a lot of great women out there. There's a lot of great men out there. And it's, it's our job to, to both continue being in our greatness and working on it, always being the student and the teacher, keep working on it. So we can also find each other, but we can also pay it forward to those that haven't yet evolved. Yeah. And learn from us as well, too. It's got to be. Yeah. All around, right. Light, I, I always say that, that this lifetime is a journey of evolution and growth. Like don't stop. Don't stop growing don't stop evolving don't stop like looking deeper into yourself and what your desires are and really you know just connecting to what lights you up and I think that's what it comes down to is too is like what lights you up and that fully in flames or engulfs or like I just see this fire going like as soon as that fire is going right like that's when we can show up women as ourselves and that's when we can be supportive and surrender to the man so that there is this fluidity and there is this dance of this fire and this creation together. And so I want to know, Matt, like, what does it look like for you to do the work? Like we're talking about doing the work, I air quote here, but like, like for me, it's showing up and doing breath work. It's showing up and having quiet time with myself. It's showing up for, for me and really tapping into like, like you say that knowingness but I want to get away from that a little bit is just really tapping into just that quiet and that peace and that calm so that I can reflect and I can listen and I can surrender and that that 
that blossoms into fully supporting you. So tell me what, what that looks like for you doing the work. There's a lot, there's a lot in the doing the work, you know, there's the mind, there's the body, there's the purpose, which also brings in business and creativity. There's a lot of things like, look, the body, this body houses a soul. What a gift we've been given. This system works even when we're sleeping. The soul may even be traveling or whatever. This system works. It's a vessel. So we have to take care of it. And so I got really dialed in on nutrition. I hired trainers. I haven't stopped. And I will never stop ever again. What goes in the body, like constantly working on the body, and honoring and respecting it and like building upon it. And, you know, as after seeing what happened with my father in the hospital, that really, that really set me on a new path. I mean, I was never out of shape, but then I was like, no, I want to honor my body to its fullest. I want to actually like take care of it in every way possible to show respect. Mm -hmm. Right. And so there's a lot of that. And then when you do that, there's a lot of active recovery mm -hmm. and active recovery. And it's interesting because when you're working for something, when you're, when you're doing work, any work, all of the work. Oh yeah, you're gonna you're gonna look at people and everything a lot differently. You're gonna see who's doing work and who's not. That's just the way it is, I think. You know, and so between working on the body and then and the humility to ask the people, I'm not I'm not telling anybody to know all the answers. I go, I have the humility to ask people who are doing it well or who that's their specialty or that's their thing. I have mentors, I have advisors, I have, you know, spiritual mentors. I there are just no matter what it is. So besides the body, there's the act of recovery. And, you know, and I, I learned from a couple folks out of, you know, between breath work and ice baths, which I'll do like, you know, five to seven minutes in actually weirdly enough of all people when a lot of my friends are actually surprised the most are like, you of all people, I didn't see that, like to stay in there comfortably. <laughs> like I sit in there, like it's a bathtub. I'm like, I can really get used to this, you know, like it feels good. Yeah. And so doing a lot of the active recovery things, so working on the body and then thinking about nutrition when I'm, I started cooking everything, I cut out everything that was bad. Why? Because, well, how's it affecting my mind? How's it affecting my emotions? How's it affecting my my energy? How's it affecting my sleep? How's it affecting everything? Okay, so then I started working for that and started cooking everything, cutting out minimal ingredients, then learning how to, you know, make all kinds of different things, right? So it's not only honoring my body, it's honoring my mind and my emotions, emotional regulation, right? So it's funny how it's all connected. That's the funny thing. It's so much of science and spirituality. It really need each other in so many ways. And then when it wasn't that, I pray every morning. I journal most mornings, not all mornings, but I pray every single day, morning and night. I I journal. I do walks. I do, I, you know, sometimes we'll meet with some rabbi type friends. And, but then I also have friends in Christianity that sometimes I'll be like, hey, I'll, I'll learn some, some Bible with you. More from a the, the spiritual I say that because religion gets a little tricky and I understand I, that was also, you know, some stuff that happened over years where like when you take the literal and the man-made side, it, it mm -hmm. starts to kind of become forceful versus the, you know, connection to, to you, to, from you to God, you know? Right, right. It's the and receivership. So, it's that, it's that conduit yes. rather than that, that man, that Bible, that being, it's this receivership that you're receiving from, uh, source power divine spirit god however like and it's yeah. being in the presence of an expander too like they get to they're here for a reason the other soul is here for a reason to expand you to open you to enlighten you more so i love that also adding that in yeah, yeah i make sure you know i respect everybody however 
you get to oneness. For me, it is with God. Uh, and that took some time, you know, I, so, so just in case anybody's wondering, it wasn't always that way, you know, it took some time, but like, I can, I love my conversations with God because it's so that's, so that's part of the work too, is that I take pauses and I try to, you know, I try to tap in and it's interesting because I'll ask God questions. And it's so funny because it's so simple. It's so simple. And then I realized how much we at the human level are making everything so complex. And I'll give you like an example. I remember one time, this was last year, I was having a moment. I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to pray. I'll, but like, for me, praying isn't, I don't want to just say words like prayers. I want to tap in. I want to actually have like, I want to feel. And this is also what I learned is that there's two points. One was related to women. And I'll, I guess that on the second point, the first one was I was, I was, having a situation with somebody and I remember saying to God, I'm like, you know, I know you know what I already know, but it still feels good for me to say it out loud. You know? So I'm like rationalizing, right? <laughs> I'll just have this moment. And I was like, God, you know, I don't feel prioritized by this individual. I really don't like, this is what's happening. This is what's going on. And then I was like, is that how you feel? And I could feel God smile. And I was like, but you never judge. You're always there. It doesn't matter whether I recognize that or not got it. And if I prioritize you, which is really prioritizing me, I won't worry about who does or doesn't prioritize me. And if I prioritize you, which is really prioritizing me, then those that do want to prioritize me will automatically do so because it emanates from how I'm behaving mm -hmm. and everything then becomes this mirror. And I was like, so that's what I mean is simplicity. Like I remember there was another time, then I'll get to the point about the woman. There's another time where I remember I was so angry at something. And uh, I was yelling like to God, like, you know, I'm so pissed. I'm this, you know, going on this tear. And for about 20 minutes, I'm like, sorry for yelling. And I could feel God be like, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. And I'm like. You're also releasing that power of those words too. Right. Right. Well, and it was so fascinating because I could feel be like, yeah, that's okay. And I'm like, that's forgiveness. Unbelievable. I was like, you didn't take it personal. You knew it wasn't you. It was me. You were there no matter what. You didn't fight and yell back and try to force all like this, you know, anger meets anger meets like I challenge you back, all this other stuff. You listened. And then in the end, I recognized that it was on me and you still love me no matter what. I was like, got it. That's forgiveness. I hadn't thought about that. So these are those types of practices help me. If you're wondering more from a spiritual side, it's it's what's kind of helped me understand a little bit more about, you know, how we interact in the world and, and how we it's another form of doing the work and I'll get to the other work, but I, I will say that what I also do, there was a third point where I was thinking about, about that book that I mentioned, the, the garden of peace for men. And, and it was a revelation in more recent times. And I thought about this and I thought it's interesting. I was like, so there's a, the book also talked about when, you know, like, as I mentioned, when man is disconnected from self or from God, mm -hmm. God will work through a woman. And it made me think about it. And I was like, you know, interesting. And I, I told a friend of mine, I told him, I said, I was like, women, I think are truly, a, they were a gift made by God for men and men don't always realize it. And he's like, okay, this would be good. And I go, let me hear this. I was like, well, think about it. I was like, when you ask God for something, like you don't necessarily hear, I mean, like there's not like a physical voice saying anything. He's like, true. And I was like, you got to feel. Yeah. He's like, yeah. I'm like, know anywhere else that we have to do that? I live with women. We have to feel what they are saying. We have to feel what they are trying to show us. Mm -hmm. Like, doesn't God work the same way? Mm -hmm. He's like, 
it's a fair point. I was like, it's interesting, right? I was like, God like created this beautiful gift for men to be like, oh, thank you. Like, it's like in a physical form to be like, oh, we, if you, you can't hear me, I'm going to bring a physical form. <laughs> you know, I was like, I was like, and you know, and I realized, you know, that was also very helpful for me when I realized why women pray for men to connect to ourselves, to get it, to get what we want, to have what we want, to feel connected to our hearts, feel connected to what we're doing, to make good choices, to be directional, to be clear, to be honest, to have, like you pray for abundance for us. Yeah. 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 I mean, and it took me, it took, like I was, again, during these prayer times, this is kind of like, it's more like I'm reflection and journaling with myself and with God. It's, it's something that I kind of do as I use these certain journal prompts. And I was like, I had some things that I needed help with. And like that, the more I, I was tapping in and they were being helped. And I'm like, is that what they pray for for us? They pray for this type of level of like how fast things can work for you if you can, you know, like tap in. I'm like, man, they pray for our abundance. Yeah. You may not word it that way, but that's that was a revelation. And so, yeah, so the work is just, you know, it's been a lot of prayer, a lot of meditation, a lot of weightlifting, a lot of sprinting and, and hiking and spiritual time, journaling spiritual mentors. I have financial mentors. I have one in finance. I was like, listen, I want to learn everything and anything about what I don't know. They certainly don't teach you in school ever. <laughs> you know, I was like, I want you to teach me what they don't teach me. You know, that humility. So I have, you know, a financial mentor. I have a, you know, a couple of spiritual mentors. I have health mentors. I have thick mentors. You know, this is work, but this is your life. This is your, I mean, and, and honestly, actually a lot of fun it's it more fun than you give credit to we think it was work because we got so like programmed from convenience oh you're michelangelo of your life okay well what do you want can you then go seek out people who can help you like sculpt it right right there and and there's no one way like for me it's 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 as you put it talking to god i talk to spirit but i'm in nature I'm I'm out in the woods. I'm either hiking or, you know, I'm on the ocean or it's just and it's quieting silence and listening and slowly receiving like it in it and it's taking that pause. I want to come back to that over and over again. It's that pause because in this society that we're in of this doing, doing, doing and this overwhelm and it's causing so much angst and it's like like this and you're living like this i'm like holy shit that just feels awful and icky i don't want to live like that right right the secret's in the pause the secret is definitely in the pause yeah. for sure i've even i've even used that in like if there's been like where you start to hear it at, like you know escalating in a previous relationship it was a great relationship we just weren't life partners but it was some of us this man i was like well wait 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 let's let's <laughs> i'm like let's let's time time out let's oh okay yeah. you know what i see the direction this is going we need to pause for a second. Like, let's, let's, let's bring it down real quickly and get into, you know, and then, and that's something that I, I've, I've noticed is a great tool in general. It's like, we, we have to have the ability for the emotional regulation. We have to practice it and we have to practice that pause. That pause is, is vital. And it's not just in relationships. It's, you're right. It's in ourselves. It's in our, that ability to just stop and be like, you know what? Someone feels resistance here, resistant, or something feels off or, I'm burning, I'm doing too much work. That happens for me, especially since I'm very driven and I do a lot of things. Uh, like, you know what? I'm, I need to take a step back. I need to pause for a minute. I need a day I need, or whatever that time is for me. You need to be able to recognize it and then execute that and say, I need a moment 
to understand if I could be doing this smarter, better, more optimized, maybe less, maybe I'm doing too much, maybe there's too many inputs. What do I need to change in this moment so I don't keep going this like pace or this with this thing? And that's that pauses several times a day. <laughs> it yeah. absolutely be several times a day. Thank you for recognizing that too. Like, I just want to say thank you for witnessing the, what you need because that gifts the world your energy. It gifts those around you your energy and you create that ripple effect. You you create this this energy and space around you that gives people that awareness and that ability to know that there's so much they're worthy of so much more that emotional regulation that you say and 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 like just silencing and just pausing like thank you for showing up for you so that it does create that ripple effect think you you brought up some really great points there too like think about when you pause you can hear yourself and if you can hear yourself you can ask yourself questions that you need to to know like hey does this feel right look you know if something feels right or wrong you just do we all do <laughs> like if we're really being honest we all know this i think the only reason we don't is when we're just very disconnected and it's yeah. very easy in this world to be disconnected in fact even operating on high function high functioning disconnection because of just being you know in a in any one of our own programs if you will without actually you know looking at you know ourselves or you know like i mean like how dr joe dispenza you know i love what he was talking about your morning and this this was also another point that really was helpful for me it was very interesting but it was a good point he brought up if you get up and you go right into your day you're actually using a program that has only happened like you're you're operating off of previous at like actions because your body and your mind just know what to do because you're you're waking up right into your day and you're just going, well, what is that based off of previous data? But if you wake up early, two, three, four hours, whatever it is for each person, and you actually like breath work and meditation and you know, coming in your day, like, how am I doing? Anything you want in particular? Anything I need to change? All stuff. You're now future pacing your life. Yeah. Because, and then and then and so instead of jumping into an old program, you're actually creating the program in real time for yourself. And that's massive that means like you know, that means like okay what do i want and then you can also of course in that time be checking in like oh in, whether it's in a relationship or in business or in you know um or your work or whatever it might be uh you know you you get to have that check in like hey does this feel right it's not feel right what do yeah. i need to do differently you know and it's yeah i think that when when we have that pause we can we can hear or we can know and then we can make better and better and better decision. Well, what do you think is going to happen with your life from that yeah. point? No. Yeah. And and I'll, I'll just kind of stop it on that. The fact that like, I get it because I think it's the confrontation part that people are also usually worried about. I understand, I, I, you know, nobody for the most part really wants confrontation, but avoiding it is, you know, going to only make it even worse. And so, you know, it's the idea of, I think there's the development of, I need to know what I want to be very clear but I also need to be emotionally regulated, emotionally, emotionally regulated. And then the spiritual part really came in for me with God is because I started thinking about like, well, how would God treat me? Like, how would I treat, like, what does that relationship look like? Because then it allows me to approach people differently versus being the defensive guy, right? So it's like, 
somebody's if somebody's attacking like verbally, especially uh, saying that's a business, you know, I'm like, oh, I, I don't take it personally. Like that has nothing to do with me. Right. And if I'm so clear and I'm on my game, which I'm, I'm always trying to be, you know, on top of my stuff, I'm like, oh, okay, like, listen, hey, what's it? What's really going on with you? What can I help you with? Because yeah, you know. And if and if it's somebody that you don't know too, it's like just offering that grace, just offering that gift because you don't yeah. know what story they're going through. And right. And what came through for me when you talked about that is like so many of us live in this autopilot of you brought in Joe Dispenza, one of my faves, and like separating that autopilot world of like, okay, I'm going to get up and I'm going to check my taxes. I'm going to check my emails and I'm going to do X, Y, Z and drive the same way to work and all the things like you're so missing out on this life. There's so much gifts and so much beauty. And sometimes I wonder if that autopilot becomes a detachment and also an addiction too. like, is it that addiction to, to numbing? Yeah. To not dealing. It can, it can very much, you know, I, I was looking at a lot of Andrew Uriman, so they'd say like a, a lot of things help in the work, right? That's what I'm saying. Where do you go with it? Like I was, I was reading a lot of, from Andrew Uriman talking about dopamine, mm-hmm. right? And you can get dopamine from the addiction of your story. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or you can get, or you can get dopamine, you know, I was going to work from high performance in, in life and goals and all this stuff. And he was even talking about, you can burn out from, if you're constantly just chasing a goal. Mm-hmm. And you can burn out all the way and then you can burn out right afterwards versus the dopamine of being in your life and in all the processes that make you, you, and you Mm -hmm. create your own natural dopamine Mm -hmm. and create addiction to bettering yourself and bettering the things that, you know, are good for you and being in the processes and going, oh, like this works better than this. So let me optimize and get that rid of that and put that in there in place. Otherwise we can get very addicted to our stories or very addicted to convenience or, you know, there's dopamine receptors that are like happening from that or or something apparently. So yeah. uh, So it's a good point. You brought that up. Yeah. The, the hormones are a wild thing, right? Like the, just the hit, the hit of, of that dopamine rush. And, but we could go down on a whole different tangent on that. We don't need to share that. Whatever direction you want to go in, whatever direction you want to go in. So um, share that part. I, I just want to be respectful of your time too. And I am so super grateful. This is such a gift. And I just want to drop into my listeners too, and recognizing that the gifts that I give myself to be a better person for myself so that I can show up and create that ripple effect for other people for me is, like I said, getting out in nature, whether it's on the ocean, whether it's a beach walk, whether it's a hike or simply sitting in silence with a touch of my chocolate lab, Olivia, like just feeling that energy and that quietness. And something I've implemented recently is just at the end of my day, I'm like, what was the best part of my day? Like tapping into that abundance and that gratitude, what was the best part of my day? And like I get, so I get to go to bed with that new shift in that perspective, whether I just had like somebody blowing their horn at me in the car or whatever, like, but what was the best part of my day? And have gratitude for that. So I love that. Gratitude is an everyday practice. I absolutely, and I do the same before bed. You know, it's interesting too. The more you do these things for yourself, it's funny, like you mentioned the honky and the horn. Someone can honk or like, it was a few months back, a vase broke in my kitchen, like the whole thing, like glass just shattered everywhere. And it was so funny just looking at it, like, all right. <laughs> like, it was so, like, there was no reaction. Mm-hmm. Not that there was no reaction, like, obviously, but there was no stress from it. There's no stress from it. Like, okay, I'm going to get the vacuum. 
And then it is funny because as I'm back to him, I'm like, ah, oh, that's what I need to do. Like, I need to put that into the business. Like, perfect. Like, it's almost like it was meditative. Like, you don't, you flow, you want flow state. And, you know, the, the thing I, what I did want separately from this, I wanted to tell your listeners is, especially since the predominantly limit, trust yourselves. Like, trust yourselves. You know, like, you know what you know. And it's like, listen to that in a way, but like, have, have that grace and that, like, that, that love and that grace that maybe you exhibited with the wrong partner, the wrong situation, they were just wrong partners, wrong situations. There's better places to give that energy. It's the beauty in your discernment mm-hmm. at, and your knowing to know, you know what, this is not the place for that, but there is a place for it. And I'd much rather lead by example, put it over here, you know, and that constant checking in, but trust yourselves. You guys know you're on some next level ish, right? <laughs> like you guys just know it's it's cool to see like how how you know, and and I learned a lot about the intuition, you know, from from y'all. So like trust yourself, and stuff said it that's not without there's mistakes, of course. But like you know, like you said, practicing that pause, you're like, you know what, something about this, this everything's great here. But something about this just maybe just doesn't fully line up, and I'm I'm gonna have to run with that. Yeah, and and I think that and that's kind of what led me actually more to God was just sort of like there was a, a, a quote but I'm not that you can't run from what's for you nor can you chase what what isn't, mm-hmm. and so you be like it's okay if you even if you are making a mistake and that could be actually your life partner or vice versa maybe it's like oh, I don't know if that job is for me and like I'm not going to do that or that job you know, whatever it's like you can run from it but maybe it really is for you don't worry. It's gonna. It's you, you. can't run from what's for you. You can't. And so, have comfort in knowing that. Like, because I think sometimes we worry about making mistakes. Of like, was that my intuition? Or was it my fear? I'm like, either way, it's still gonna get to you. What's for you? So, oh my god, that, keep practicing. Right? That's freaking juicy right there. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. That is so juicy right there. And thank you for witnessing us, Matt, and our strengths and our beauty and what lies within us. Because you gave that permission to really for women and women listening that like it is okay to choose you it is okay to give yourself that 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 ability to to tap into your knowingness and to tap into like what's internal and what you've been gifted and and i i I thank you i that's what i'm stumbling over right here i just thank you thank you for witnessing us in that And so before we go, again, I want to be respectful of your time. I have a question that I ask all my listeners or all my guests on the show that if you could go back in time to a younger age, to a younger version of you, what age and why? Actually, go back. That's a new one. I think I'd pick my early 20s. And I tried very early on to figure it all out a lot of times on my own. I would go back and I would find, you know, some really great people I admire just to learn even more earlier on from uh, learning that humility of, you know, when you're around people that you that you admire, that like really do things in their in the capacity or values or principles or a way that you, you know, I could see that versus it having to be a little bit of a tougher road entrepreneurially, you know, but also, you know, or spiritually too, like just. I would go back to my early twenties probably, and that's what I would do differently. Like, you know what? I'd, I'd ask more sooner. That's what I would do. Ask um, and I would ask more sooner. Yeah. Yeah. 
as a freestyle. <laughs> like I have to make note of that. That's a good, you know, I'd ask more sooner. Uh-huh. And then I would say, you know, I probably go to my 34 year old self that was getting divorced. I, I don't think I would change, you know, anything, but I would just be much more like, Hey, you don't know, you're like, you, you have no idea how good it's going to get. But, you know, if there's, you know, some areas that you want to speed up, <laughs> you know, here's, here's some, you know, ask more sooner probably would also be there too. There's, you know, but again, of course, everything's happening at the right time. But yeah, I would definitely look at my early 20s and have that just, you know, ask more sooner. I love that. I love that. So many people go back to like their their younger selves, like two, three, four year old selves. And I love the fact that you just dropped in to 25 and ask more sooner. That's such a beautiful gift. So thank you for that. And thank you for your time. I am so, again, so deeply honored. But I also want to thank everyone listening for joining in this incredible journey that I am witnessing and walking through. Your support means the world to me. Don't forget to rate, review, share, download, subscribe. I'll drop Matt's links in into the bio, into the show notes, and you can find him there. And I am deeply honored to have you all, listeners and Matt, to walk along my side. So keep exploring your soul's deepest desires. And until next time, thank you so much for listening. Thank you, beautiful soul, for joining me and having the courage to live raw and radiant. If this podcast has moved you and lit a spark within you, or if you know someone who could benefit from its transformative power, I encourage you to share it with them. You can find us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Your questions and ideas fuel this show's heartbeat. I want to hear what resonates with you, what topics you crave, and what burning questions you desire to have answered. Together, we create a safe space where women's stories empower and inspire us, reminding us that we're never alone in this journey. Giving back is effortless and immensely impactful. Please leave Raw and Radiant a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. Your words have the power to ignite change and empower others to embrace their Raw and Radiance. Thank you for being an integral part of this transformative community. Your support means the world to me.